Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 58. May I take your order? (laughs) <laughs> may i take your order <laughs> welcome to good burger home with the <laughs> can i take your order that's what it sounded like to me it was, it was. that's why i did it okay. <laughs> so this session is going to be about the representative that we present to people when we first meet them mm. so i wanted to start off with just a fun fact question really quick just to just to get us started so how many times do you ladies think a person can fall in love can or do oh, okay because uh, i'll say unlimited but <laughs> <laughs> do typically hmm. the therapist in me says three to four but the normal person in me says uh hundreds mm. uh, why, why are those answers different because as a therapist i'm like it's different you know like truly loving somebody Mm -hmm. is a little bit different than loving something you get what i'm saying like it's just not the same thing and i think we use love very loosely loosely. Mm -hmm. i was thinking so funny because i was thinking about maybe about four times (laughs) um but i think we fall in like a whole thousands of times yes i i do agree with that so based on some things that i've read they say we fall in love three times. Mm. Each time is different, and each time uh, serves a different purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. makes sense. It does. Yes. So I I liked your we fall in like trillions of times. <laughs> Still clumsy. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. But see, the thing is, we confuse that fall in like and fall in love, and we we confuse them to be love. I think mm-hmm. there's a uh, three L's that we fall into that get confused um, <laughs> a lot. Of course, love, like, and lust. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you fall into all of those. And sometimes all three of those are in the same person, um, but many times they are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we first meet someone, we all, and I'm not, because a lot of time I see a lot of, single women and they always have to remind them about uh not falling in like with Mm -hmm. the representative Mm -hmm. and y'all know y'all have heard us say something about a representative several times on different relationship uh sessions so let us just kind of tell you what that is Mm -hmm. so presenting a, a representative is the person that you want people to see it's putting your best foot forward it's you presenting the person that you think people want to see Mm -hmm. it's you um showing up with a mask 
Yeah. So it's so we're probably going to talk about all of those. So that's why I named all of those. <laughs> yeah. And it's not good or bad necessarily. Um, if you are hiding behind it, then yeah, that that goes into a whole nother realm of things. Or if you're doing it because you have ulterior motives or something like that, but it's nothing wrong with showing up as your best self. But the reality is that most people's best self is not their authentic self. Mm-hmm. That that's that whole self actualization that we done talked about before. It, the, who you are on the inside should match who you are on the outside, and not very many people get to that level. Mm-hmm. See, I think you need a version of a representative initially because mm-hmm. first impressions matter. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the one that's going to stick with people. Mm-hmm. So if I come, if we're talking about in dating for this purpose, if I come to this date and I haven't showered or um, you know, I have stains all over my clothes or things like that. That's going to set a tone for how this person views me. So I think that having a representative initially, again, I, I agree about mm-hmm. motive. Um, but if your intentions are pure, mm-hmm. then I think you do need at least some version of one because you want to set the stage for this person that you are. Oh, I even hate to use the word worthy. Healthy. Mm-hmm. You're healthy. Yeah. Well, and see. Well, I meant of, you know, continuing to have, uh-huh. you know, dialogue and engage with them. Well, see, and for me, because y'all know I am so uh, a bacteria phobia. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to show me that. I need you to show me that you don't shower. And I need you to show me that you dirty because that's going to be a no for me because mm-hmm. I can't take that. And so, cause if I find out later and now I'm already invested in you, like I feel like you bamboozled me. Hmm. I can see that too. Yeah. But I, I think you also have to look at it from the perspective of there's just certain things that you're not going to be able to know when you first meet somebody and you are going to get that. Like nobody's going to lead with, I'll just use myself as example. I'm not going to lead with the fact that I got breast, had breast cancer and all my boobs is gone. Like I'm not, I'm not going to lead with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But eventually, you know. So why not? Because I'm trying because, authentic. because I'm trying to figure out if I like your person at this point. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know nothing about my medical history yet. Mm. It would be no different than if I'm counseling a client who has STDs, STIs. Like you don't share that information with everybody mm-hmm. on the first date. You You kind of have to figure out, oh, do I like this person? Are we vibing well? Because if you lead with, I'm, I have AIDS. Uh, like out of your mouth the first thing like that are that sets a a, a set of thoughts yes about and you and exactly and okay gotcha. yeah so, and it's, so, so you think someone should know that later on like and i already got feelings for you well i would hope you wouldn't have feelings after the first date i'm saying like these are conversations the initial should. conversations this is a window of initial but conversations you, but, but see the thing is to me your after your on your first date that's when i decide like oh okay i can chill with you all you no i'm good no i Mm. i I think because i live in the you know the sex therapy (laughs) side of mental health no i'm not going to ever recommend my clients leave with that because we have a lot of people out here losing their lives for sharing certain parts of who they are and you need to figure out if this person is actually trustworthy and um is not going to put your life in danger because I, w- I would never tell my transgender clients to lead with that, even though most of them go on transgender sites and different things like that. And they do, they are very honest, but it's more so you have to 
get more information about this person because especially in the state of Texas when we have the highest one of the highest uh and see murders I, I get that but see I think that's why they are being murdered because no. they're not telling no a lot of those people that have recently got murdered were not in any committed mm. relationship gotcha. they were targeted gotcha um so and, and i'm not saying be, be dishonest i'm saying get to know the person and i think that's the problem that ends up happening people are so focused on i need to obtain a man or i need to obtain a partner or a woman or whatever that they're not allowing themselves to get to know who this person is as an individual mm. just in general like yeah, you can vibe, but that don't mean that they're supposed to be your significant other. That don't mean they're supposed to be your friend, your business partner. So if I meet using myself as an example, when I go on a date, I go on a date to see how we interact with each other. What are the certain things that we like? Who is this person? Um, do I see some chauvinistic ways? Because y'all already know that ain't going mm-hmm. <laughs> to fly with me. But you're not going to see that on the first date? Yes, I have every time. I don't know what it is about these people these peoples trying to edit myself Uh these peoples um but it comes out they'll tell me well i think a woman's place is this and i was like oh okay well tell me about that what do you because they're not going to therapist mode and it ain't no way you about to be my significant other anyway because i didn't put on my therapist hat but (laughs) um i just let them show me who they are and i'm showing them who i am at the same time and then if i feel like okay yeah i could feel like i could date this person or whatever then i can put them in a category of um a prospect of you know being romantic and then Mm -hmm. we can go into i'm starting to share things about myself so what is dating then the process of getting to know someone Mm -hmm. and what does that mean it means the first for me personally the Mm -hmm. first date is not me officially starting to date you it's me seeing like who you are are Mm -hmm. you trustworthy and I don't mean like trustworthy in the like deep sense I mean like do I get bad vibes did you show up on time (laughs) did Mm -hmm. you show up yeah are you are you consistent my y'all my top three are you consistent Mm -hmm. are you stable or can I see some integrity a lot of times when I go on my first date it's to a restaurant I'm seeing how you're talking to the waitresses I'm seeing how you're talking to me Mm -hmm. like what are your manners and they don't have to be the same as mine I'm just seeing where you're at so I know where to put you Mm -hmm. I'm watching you Mm -hmm. whatever you show me is going to is going to show me what and where I need you to be in my life. Data collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, I guess for me, because I've moved so many <laughs> different times, whenever I go out on the date, like mm-hmm. my first date, I'm like, I'm really in going on this date because I'm, are you already a homeboy status to me? Because you're nothing yeah, right to me. You're <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're nothing like you my you my homeboy like and so that's what i'm getting ready to, that's the type of conversation i'm getting ready to have with you like I, to me i try to be a transparent person mm-hmm. because i want you to be transparent with me because if i found find out something down the line now granted i understand like you you know the mm-hmm. stis and you know things like that i get that because that's that can be scary but other than that like i need you to be transparent and even mm. with STIs, like, I don't want to go too long because no, I oh, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think it should go past a, like, a few, a few dates, mm-hmm. but that, that first, and cause we're, when we're talking about representative, mm-hmm. we're, ta- we're at the part of the initial mm-hmm. viewing of the representative. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, cool, cool. 
you seem like uh you got a good head on your shoulders and i think most people that have dated me they know that i'm pretty much an open book anyway so they're gonna give whatever information they ask of me Mm -hmm. but there there there's certain parts of myself that i'm not i'm not just volunteering on the first time i meet you now if you ask me and we can get into certain parts cool now don't ask me nothing about no sex when you find out that i'm a sex therapist because now you done turned me off Mm -hmm. yeah and i can see so why would that turn you off though it turns me off because most people don't have an educated conversation about sex. It's like, ooh, I bet you do this. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to bend you over here. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sir, you don't even know what I like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you like. Why mm-hmm. would you Why would you say anything sexually suggestive when you haven't figured out who I am yet and I don't know who you are yet? Mm-hmm. Because what you said, say I'm a dom, you know, a dominant. Mm-hmm. Say I'm a dominant and you just said that. That's faux pas number one. Mm-hmm. now yeah. you're gonna be punished mm-hmm. you like you get what i'm saying so mm-hmm. you need to learn the person you're getting to know yeah. and it's not a this good or bad right or wrong it's just like okay that didn't work it yeah. rubbed me the wrong way and because we're at such a beginning state i don't feel it necessary for me to critique you right. and mm-hmm. teach you how like we're just learning each other that's it and see, that's sense. the, those are the things that, that we have to pay attention to mm-hmm. when we're dating, because that when you're, when you go on that first day, I would say the first, I'll just say six, just to give a number, the first six dates, that's, that's when a person is definitely trying to put their best foot mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. And like Dr. Wall was just saying, like after that first date and you kind of get the surface type of conversation out of the way, mm-hmm. then, you know, knowing who you are and being authentic with yourself will allow you to slowly be able to not feel fearful of being who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know some studies Mm -hmm. say that it takes roughly um, six months before you meet someone's real person. And we talk Mm -hmm. about regular people. We're not talking about like a narcissist or like somebody with a personality disorder. (laughs) We're talking Mm -hmm. about the average Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes about six months before you see somebody's authentic self. Mm -hmm. Do you think people can hold on to it for longer than that? Yeah. That's why we got narcissists. I mean, just the average person though. I think some people can but I think you will definitely start seeing cracks. I was going to say, I don't think it's consistent. Yeah. And I think in this day and age, it wouldn't matter if they could hold on to it or not. Folks really just don't be paying attention to what they, what's right in front of their face. So they just be like, mm. Oh, he didn't mean it that way. He did. Mm. That's why I said it. And that, <laughs> yeah. but see, by the time them cracks come, that's when Dr. Wal- um, Dr. Strickland was saying, um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> to come back It'd to be you. like that <laughs> well what i was saying that because you know we're talking about the beginning stages of a relationship so you know this is not a conversation i really can participate in because i haven't dated in so long um you date your husband it's not but that's I not know the same you know what i'm saying know. that's not the same so yeah. like i i don't have reference for what y'all are talking about but um when you transition from the initial meeting phase into the we're dating phase to the long-term relationship phase. Do you ladies think that there are transitional points for the representative? That's kind of why I'm asking, can it stay longer than just the six months? I think if you are not having 
in-depth conversations i think the representative will be there your entire relationship because mm-hmm. you're just being surface level and that is exactly what a representative is is your it's surface level mm-hmm. like you're not digging deep into anything i mean think about some of the couples we see yeah. and then they be like i didn't know you like that and mm-hmm. the person been liking it their whole life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. and it, even when uh on our last session uh we were talking about acrimony how she didn't know her, her husband had been a felon. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all been together for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do think things like that are there. Um, in acrimony, I think his was a selfish reason, you know, because he didn't want her to know his past, which why would you ever want to be with somebody that you're not able to sh- share all aspects of yourself? Yeah. And so that also means that as the part, cause both of you in the beginning, are sh- sh- um, representing your Mm. representative Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to get the re out of it but presenting your representative and so both of you have to create an atmosphere an environment where both of you are comfortable allowing those fears to go away because Mm -hmm. if if you are dating someone that let's just say have um anger issues that's Mm. not to say that they're not I guess, worthy of being of dating, Mm -hmm. but you need to know what their trigger points are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They need to, if you're that person that they need to know what your trigger points are. Mm -hmm. And so if you are afraid to share that with them and they just see it and they just see the explosive or the rage or the anger part Mm -hmm. of that, then that's a turnoff. Yeah. Yeah. On that same line, I was reading a, um, I want to say it was Instagram. Um, and the, thread was about when did you know that your significant other was the one for you oh I saw that and this girl said that she was screaming and yelling or whatever at her Mm -hmm. significant other and he says something to the effect of you're gonna have to learn how to better communicate with me because we're not gonna be yelling and screaming like this in front of our future children Mm. I said okay sir I like it come Mm -hmm. on put your boundaries yes yeah so you can't, if you're not comfortable with, cause all of us have some imperfections. Yeah. That's just, and we have many <laughs> of sure. them. Mm-hmm. We have many of them and you have to be okay with your imperfections in order for you to be able to, if you're not okay with your imperfections, then you should probably not be dating. Yeah. Because you're not going to show who you really are to the person. If you're one of those people who are very direct, very firm and business mind. And, you know, if if you try to show this submissive, meek, timid woman, I'm just using women because we women, woman, then you're giving this person a false representation of Mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. You have to show all yourself light Mm -hmm. and shadow. That's important. Yeah. But that's that's scary. Okay. Ain't, say, ain't it? I was going to say, that's hard. Yeah. You that's know, why you ease into your ease. <laughs> yeah. but, well, this is why I was, I keep asking about when you, well, see, this is hard because y'all are not in, y'all have been in long-term relationships, but not like 10 years. 10 yeah. plus years. Yeah. Not healthy. So. Well, I'm, <laughs> okay. No. Yes. I, I hear you there. But, you know, as you transition from two years to five years to seven years to 10, mm-hmm. 15, like as you change, is it my my thought process or my question, I guess, is 
you know, as you get older, you have other experiences as mm-hmm. you change. Is that just another version of a representative or is that authentic? Well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You're the only one that's been in a relationship 10 years. Why don't you tell us? Right. <laughs> yes. Well, over 10 years. Yes. yes. Um, so I would say, I think, yes. I yes, think it you, is a representative. I think parts of your representative, I think some pieces fall off very quickly in the six month to a year range. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if I, if I want to be honest, I think we have several different masks mm-hmm. that we wear mm-hmm. several representatives that kind of mm-hmm. either shield us or there's just a bunch of layers of masks yeah. mm-hmm. and that some fall off very quickly. You know, we get to know each other. Okay. You seem cool that part. So then the, the defense mask falls off. Mm-hmm. Okay. We keep getting to know each other. Okay. So now my trust, my lack of trust mask falls off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, okay, we've been in this thing for two or three years. Okay. So now my commitment mask, uh, mm-hmm. falls off, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So I think that over time that the longer you're with somebody, just different versions of masks fall off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because you continue to learn somebody over all mm-hmm. of these years. Definitely. And you learn things about them in year eight that you didn't know in year one. Mm-hmm. So while the in like an acrimony, it was unfortunate she did not know that he was a felon. But you do learn stuff like that mm-hmm. many, many years later. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, I didn't know that happened to you. Or wait, hold on, what mm-hmm. you didn't never tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Um so I I have a feeling and I believe, okay, this ain't going to be in no psych book nowhere, (laughs) but that you do have multiple representatives that change over time. um, But they're not all the same. They're not all the same level. They're not all the same thing. They don't all have the same impact. Yeah. Um, But it's just these tiny little changes that. Mm -hmm. I think the important part of that when you, when it really comes down to like the nitty gritty is that, Ultimately, you need to not mask yourself Mm. from yourself Mm -hmm. because what ends up happening is that if you are okay with everything about your life, good or bad, there will be no reason to hide it. That's true. And that's hard. And, and, you know, we've talked about this several times when you get to that level of self-actualization, that's what is happening it's like mm-hmm. my internal person matches up perfectly with my external person regardless of what I have done regardless of what I have been through and unfortunately the majority of us on this planet is just not there yet and there's fear and there's ego that I mean mm-hmm. you know there's just so many different things that get in the way of getting to that but that's why it's a progression you continually work well if you are Mm -hmm. working towards that you Mm -hmm. continually work on that until eventually you just you neck it but it's scary (laughs) it is is. and I think you have to also ask yourself why am I presenting this representative because a lot of times we are uncomfortable with what we see and so, and, and especially when you get to a certain age, you tend to think that I'm going to be by myself for the rest of my life. So I need to put my best foot forward so this person can like me and I can get married and then they can see everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you can get divorced. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could see that. 
Um, I can see that in just some of the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. Like over, overdoing it, you know, mm-hmm. hamming it up and mm-hmm. putting too, not even necessarily trying to put their best foot forward, just putting too much of themselves out there. Yeah. No boundaries mm-hmm. or the pick me or the debonair person. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like what you were saying before we started, you know, people doing what they think the other person wants them to be. And then at the end of the day, that that means that y'all probably don't match up because that should be who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't try to <laughs> you don't try to anticipate what your partner wants like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do good things for your partner and by partner I mean it could be your friend partner whatever any relationship like if you know Dr. Strickland Dr. Jones Hines I know one light blue one light purple if I go do something for them I already know the gift gonna be probably in those colors Mm -hmm. so that's me anticipating that but that's not me not being who I am Mm -hmm. that's naturally who I am right and that's Mm -hmm. why I tell my um my couples too when they have problems and they're trying to reconcile and everything i tell them don't do something that you're not going to be able to keep doing if you're Mm -hmm. not a person that likes to buy flowers and chocolate and candy and all of that stuff then Mm -hmm. don't start doing that because if you can't keep that up then the second you stop the other person is going to think something is wrong you Mm -hmm. ain't never lies because when i met my husband (laughs) who i love so much (laughs) What? I mean, Mm-mm. I was Dr. Wall. <laughs> I was giggling. I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> the way you were saying it, it was tickling me. <laughs> so I think it was maybe our second, maybe third date. Some kind of way, I, I guess I told him I like goobers. And that man bought me some goobers. And we went to the movies. Hmm. He bought me. He went to another store because they didn't have goobers. He got there before me, and I guess realized that they didn't have goobers. Yeah, so he love. went somewhere and found me some goobers, and he had me some roses. And I'm it was sure. cheaper and than it, buying it at, at the movies. <laughs> the yes. movies. <laughs> and so I was. That was so impressive to me that he went and found me some goobers. Wow. And the thing about it was, I was thinking in my head, is this just because you dating me and you trying of to keep me? Of course it was. Mm-hmm. No. No, no, this, no. I'm saying what you, what what you thinking, say. Yes, yes. <laughs> but no, he has been consistent like that our entire relationship. Even now, mm-hmm. he is always yeah, surprising you? me mm-hmm. with something that mm-hmm. he knew, that he listened to me say that I wanted or liked or whatever, and he'll get it. Mm. And so he is. And so that was one of the things that made one of the things out of many that made me know that I wanted to marry him. Because he was very consistent. That's interesting. It is. I like (laughs) it. It makes me wonder the opposite of that question. Then um, do we create representatives over time versus letting some go? Yes. (laughs) Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Because we have these notions in our head that we are supposed to be X, Y, and Z. And so then we make ourselves X, Y, and Z, even though that's not who we are sometimes. Mm. I think we do because so many of us, we get told so much that you're this, that you're that, that you're not this, that you're not that, that as, as we go along in relationships, we are mindful of those things that we're not, or that we are. And either we, we try to make sure we are better or different in the next relationship, Mm -hmm. which may not be authentic, Mm -hmm. but it becomes authentic because somebody has, 
it's whatever someone said, it stuck with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if someone say that you're, you so rude, I don't know why you, you don't know how to talk to people or whatever in your last, in this relationship. So when y'all break up, you try to make sure to tiptoe and walk on eggshells to not be rude. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking about within a relationship. Mm-hmm. So like you mm-hmm. are in a committed relationship and it, you know, extends into a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. throughout the course of that time. Do you create representatives within that relationship? I think it it Mm -hmm. can still be the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, prime example of that is, is the man that all of a sudden has a midlife crisis and goes and buys a Ferrari or goes and starts dating a younger woman. When in all actuality, if he would have been tuned into himself, these are already things that he could have implemented into his life. If they are truly things that he desires and wants and likes, like it doesn't have to wait until you like, I just can't take this anymore. I'm going to do something completely different. No, you, Mm -hmm. you are someone who's always liked sports cars. Or you are someone who's always wanted a thrill in your life. And the reality is, for whatever reasons, you thought you couldn't have it yet. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't want to date someone younger than you. Why? long as they legal and consenting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't just be snatching the babies yes. off the streets or nothing. But, you but know. to add to that, I, still, I think it can still happen that way in uh, existing relationships. If, like, your spouse say uh, you don't cook enough. Mm-hmm. So then you start cooking more mm-hmm. or you don't clean enough. Mm-hmm. So then you start cleaning more, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. But I think that's when things like when people, when we see couples that say, well, they change for a little while, but then they stop doing yeah. the same. I think that's, that's the representative. Like I'm going to make this change and yeah. I want to keep doing it, but it's just not me. Yeah, It's not mm-hmm. me to keep cooking. It's not me to keep cleaning. Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I do think I, you're right. That's a good question. Yeah. Y'all know what's not me? Hmm. Not taking a break. <laughs> so we're going to go on and take a little short break and y'all listen to this lovely anchor ad. Okay, so we're back. Hola. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I was kind of wondering about, so we've been talking about having a representative, but we haven't really kind of dived into if there are I hate to use value statements like good and bad or, um, but are there reasons why uh, or ways a representative could bring good things to a relationship? And of course, what are some of the negative impacts of having a uh, representative? I mean, having a representative period is a shield um, of protection. Now you need to know why you're putting the shield of protection up because you don't want it to block your blessings, block yourself, um, come across inauthentic, but it, I do think that it can be, you know, a shield in order for you to, um, exist in environments that you are unsure of. And it's a protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the, the protection, it, it prevents you from sharing too much too soon mm-hmm. and exposing yourself too soon. I'm assuming both of you say this in your sessions too. Whenever I've, uh, had a client who has experienced some complex trauma, I typically tell them like on their second session after the intake, I'll tell them not to share too much with me too soon. Cause I don't want you to walk out of this room feeling vulnerable and regretting that you shared this information with me too soon. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what 
for me when I would go on dates, even though I am transparent, I am transparent for what that moment is like, um, gotcha. for what, what it, hmm, how can I describe it? Cause the words are not coming to my head <laughs> for the beginning stages mm-hmm. of what that is. Not mm-hmm. for in-depth relationship. Exactly. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And I agree with both of y'all. Uh, I think another way that a, a representative can bring, can be good or, um, helpful. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a better word that I'm thinking that a representative, um, can be helpful. I think it keeps you, uh, focused on a moment, mm-hmm. especially at the very beginning, early stages of a relationship, mm-hmm. um, that you are focused on the fun, the getting to know, you know, you're not necessarily focused on the, all of the traumas or all of the, mm-hmm. you know, hurts that you've had in the past. You were actually focused on the, the, excitement Mm -hmm. of the getting to know you piece Mm -hmm. um because i am trying to put on the best version of myself yeah yeah you know and i think it leaves you open um to being able to one have a person see what you could be yeah you know i think it also can give you um an opportunity to see how they are reacting to you Mm -hmm. and if you know, by you putting your best foot forward and them not liking it, that's an indication that, okay, this is already somebody I don't need to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people don't listen to that, but just saying that is an opportunity to use it in that manner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it also allows you to, well, I would hope because I don't think that it does, but I would hope people would start after listening to the session, mm-hmm. start allowing <laughs> it to help you to pay attention to those instincts, those red flags, red, yellow, red, or orange. Yes. All of those paying attention to those things, because this is the, uh, this is when, although yes, it's a representative, but if you don't even connect with the representative, you're not going <laughs> to connect with the manager. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. (laughs) The next level up. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Uh, And it's all, again, we've talked about this before in this one and previous um, sessions about observation. And again, I think that having the initial representative. Now we've talked about this, this whole session about at some point you're going to have to let the real version of yourself out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I do think it allows you to be able to collect data safely. Mm hmm. And I think the other thing that the representative can allow you to do is pay attention to your fears. Mm -hmm. Obviously representatives are there because of some sort of fear. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's the fear of if I share too much too soon, they're not going to like me. Or if I share too much too soon, I'm going to feel exposed. It's still a fear. Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely exposes what you are fearing in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're the first line of defense, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of keeping with your analogy of getting to the manager you know, you call customer service, you're getting a customer service representative. Mm-hmm. You're getting the initial face of the company Yep. before you are able to even climb up that ladder to get to the CEO. There are so many different layers and levels between the mm-hmm. customer service representative and, you know, the owner of the company. So if you kind of keep it in that same vein, when you think about yourself, you yeah. know, you're showing the first face of you, the company, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So then not helpful. 
So I think it's not helpful when you recognize the fears in you that you are afraid to expose and it's preventing you from being authentic. Mm -hmm. Mm. I also think that when an individual uses their representative to be selfish and manipulative Mm -hmm. um, and they're putting they're essentially a wolf in sheep's clothing, Mm -hmm. you know, so the person on the inside is completely different than the person on the outside. Then that becomes a huge problem and it's a safety concern. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. That can be. So when I say dangerous, I don't necessarily mean like fatally. It could be, Mm -hmm. um, but emotionally, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I was actually talking to someone a couple of days ago about something similar to this. And they were asking the question of, they were saying that they asked a friend, do you think I've been abused? And it was like, the friend was like, well, if you have to ask that question, then that may be an indicator that perhaps you were. Mm -hmm. And, And so I was saying that you do realize that abuse don't start off just saying, oh, you ugly. Oh, I don't like that shirt you got on. Oh, yo, you know. And some don't, people don't think that's abuse. Uh, hey, because <laughs> it, yeah. it can be verbal. Mm-hmm. But I said, it starts off like, oh, you going to wear your hair like that? And then you ask what you don't, you don't like it. And they said, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out if you're wearing your hair like that. And y'all should see my face. Cause it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's so, you know what I mean? It, it start abuse starts off like that. Mm-hmm. It can start back even further with, hmm, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, yep. It's called grooming. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm bringing it out because those are the types of things that can be hidden mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. by a representative. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the nice nasty. Yeah, the, yes, I like that. Yeah, I think those are the, of course, and I'm assuming we all agree the most detrimental types of representatives Mm -hmm. um, out there. Of course, the narcissist. And this doesn't necessarily mean we mean diagnosis narcissist. You can have narcissistic traits and not fall in a clinical category. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, but you know, that kind of anti-socialist, you know, type narcissistic type, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the ones that, I think of course cause the most damage because their purpose is to hurt Mm -hmm. or their purpose is to, it only serves their needs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will create as many different types of masks that are as necessary Mm -hmm. to fit whatever that need is going to be. Yeah. You definitely have to remember that narcissists are very charismatic Mm -hmm. and charming when they are that way. That's definitely a mask and it's a representative and it can, like you said earlier, it can be very detrimental mm-hmm. because you fall, you end up falling in like and in love with that charismatic person. And now you have mm-hmm. uh, feelings for this person and it's hard for you to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Another part of that same vein is um, when we were talking about a few sessions back when you have like the respectability politics. Mm-hmm. and you know you have people who play these roles like they are playing their representatives like the girl who can cry wolf all the mm-hmm. time or mm-hmm. use her tears or her body um to get what she wants that's a representative mm-hmm. yeah so you know 
people been rocking representatives since the beginning of time. This oh, ain't yeah. new, nothing new. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll continue uh-huh. until oh, yeah. the end of. And the thing is we all do it. Mm-hmm. Even us, we all do it because it's it's just you do it when you first meet your client. Yeah. For the first session. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? We're going to take it gentle on you in session one, probably even the first four, maybe three, four, or five. Mm-hmm. Possibly. You know? <laughs> it depends <laughs> on what de- you got going on. It depends on the person and the, the personality. But, you know, you're going to even, you're still going to put on your best therapist face, mm-hmm. you know, so that this person, you build rapport, you get buy-in with that person. Um, and then they start, okay, so let me slowly give you a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then, you know, by session 10, like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, lighting <laughs> you up with the therapy skills. Yeah. yeah. I had a client tell me this week, <laughs> she was like, um, you know, something happened to me this week, doc. And I was like, it took me a whole year to listen to her. Because I didn't want to hear what you had to say that one time you told me off. I said, well, you know, you you pay me to tell you stuff. So <laughs> don't, <laughs> if you don't want me to tell you nothing, don't come. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, I have a lot of clients who are like, dang, you cut me that. You cut me in that session, doc. You cut me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I had someone tell me recently, I've been mad at you all week. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, uh, and I was like, really? And they say, yeah, I've been mad at you all week. Um and unfortunately I didn't know the thing that I said that made them mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they told me, I was like, Oh, uh-huh. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the point is you paying for a service. So yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. don't have to like it. Mm-mm. You probably won't. I tell my clients that in my uh, intake. Now, look, I am not a therapist. that's going to stroke your ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am going to give you the real that, and they always say, oh, that's what I need, doc. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have started telling them that's what everybody say, mm-hmm. but I'm not everybody's taste. And I get you it. <laughs> yes. We can fire each other. I don't have no problem with that. I can refer you to a, a different therapist out of this office. Cause we're all pretty much the same. There's no point in me giving you nobody in this office. No, <laughs> but I can refer you to someone else or, or I might fire you because you're not a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so either way, you're going to get a referral, but yeah, but just to wrap that up, even we do it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, you know, we, I agree with you. It's something that is, again, that's why I was kind of asking, you know, why is it helpful or can it be helpful? Um, yeah. Cause it helps with, in a situation like this, cause this is not a romantic relationship, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it helps with rapport building, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of breaking down defenses mm-hmm. so that you can then have the stage um, that's set for um, vulnerability. Thank you. Because I was thinking collaboration, but um, vulnerability is a good one. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, remember a few weeks back, I told y'all I had to get ready for a court hearing, a custody court hearing for someone, and they didn't They didn't get Nichelle. They mm-hmm. got Dr. Nichelle M. Wall, LPCS, mm-hmm. CST. That's who they got. Mm-hmm. And I was staring at the other party, like, please say something. Please <laughs> say something like, I don't know this whole family. Please say something. Yeah. In my professional face, not my not my Nichelle face, because that's a little different. <laughs> but, you know, that that's what... Yeah. Look, that's why we paid all this money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. To be able to, to, to use to it <laughs> for yeah. good, not for bad, for good. Yeah. That makes me think about... Um, so, we about respectability politics, just, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'll say that there's a loose tie here. But 
we've been talking about representatives in the romantic sense, Mm -hmm. but like rep. And then we did just a little bit here about in the professional sense, but it makes me then think even more about representatives in the workplace Mm -hmm. and code switching. Like that's a, Mm -hmm. that's a representative. Yep. Um, (laughs) it is. They would crack up so hard if they ever came. (laughs) Well, we didn't think no, uh, clients are in here because we got, Oh, yeah. Vietnamese, we got these chocolate people, then we got a Trini girl, like we got a whole variety, and they'd be like, "Hello, how can I help you today?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm like, that's representatives, yeah. yeah. You know, when you, I saw this video on maybe Instagram, and it was this guy uh, sitting in his car, and it was like black people yes. uh, before they go to work. <laughs> I saw that this morning. <laughs> And, you know, basically he in the car, you know, he bumping his, uh, I can't remember. Oh, it I was can't... some crime mob song. Um, and then somebody Stiletto. walked. Pump. No, it wasn't that okay. one. Uh, <laughs> I think it was rock her hips. That one. Uh, but he was like, somebody walked past, you know, he got distinct for like, Oh, what you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. You know, and then he still drank his drink or whatever. He like, go on, stop. What you ain't got to wait on me. Go on ahead. Let me turn my music down before I she go in there, snitch on me. Like she did the last time. Uh-huh. Y'all, that was us like an hour ago before we started. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and then he get out the car. He's like, hi, Tyler. I'll see you inside. <laughs> and I was like. The mask. The, yeah. I mean, immediately yes. goes on. <laughs> you know, and I, I think it makes me think about what happened with me today. I didn't tell you all about this. So uh, for the interns that don't know, I do some testing at one of the local um, uh, community, yeah, community <laughs> mental health centers. And so this guy, the parent of the person I was testing, um, he was kind of rude, but I was like, whatever, you know, you don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. But then towards the end, as we're leaving, uh, he goes, um, my name is Dr. Such and such. And I said, okay. And he said, I have two PhDs and I'm a Mensa and I teach 17 classes at the university. Do you feel fulfilled? And it was like, it was such a like, wait, what? Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, but he was kind of combative like this whole time. And I was like, I don't know what this dude's problem is. Like, now you know what they're Right. So I was like, okay, so it makes me think now, like what representative was he trying to put on, you know, in front of me? In front of the doctor. Right. Did he know you were a doctor? Or did yes. he just think well, you were that's... somebody testing? He, I was introduced that way As to Dr. him. Strickland? To him. Oh, okay. And then I introduced myself that way. Okay. Because, you know, sometimes you you could have been a psychometrist. Uh, Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, But this person was also of a different pers- persuasion as well. Mm, okay. Uh, So I think there was maybe some, a little bit of that there too. Uh, Because the whole time there was like this wall of like why are you acting like like, i don't understand like what's going on here Mm -hmm. but then at the end it was like in the abyss yeah Mm -hmm. but then at the end it was like i'm this 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 Mm -hmm. end of conversation but then followed it up with thank you for not making this redundant (laughs) what i Uh, am confused (laughs) i was so confused and i'm like who is this person that's 
like I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah, like, know, who is this individual? Sometimes people need to go see a therapist. So they should go to Balance Beacon. We're going to take a brief break because my head hurts now. <laughs> It's so much going on in the world right now, and we could all use some extra support. At Balance Beacon, we offer counseling services for individuals, couples, families, and groups. If you're in Texas, give us a call at 214-396-6503 or visit our website at www.balancebeacon.com for more information. Are you looking for a new way to get your body right and your body tight? Well, let me give you the scoop on She. She Dance Studios is a women's only sensual fitness program geared towards unleashing that inner goddess. We're currently offering classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. inside Active Family Wellness located at 4120 North Collins Street, Suite 200, Arlington, Texas 76005. For more information, DM us on Instagram or Facebook at She Dance Studios. Okay, welcome back. All right, so I have a question How do we become authentic? lots and lots and lots of self introspection okay mm-hmm. um accountability mhm mm-hmm. and i think under that umbrella of self introspection is parts of it is looking at you analyzing your own behavior mm-hmm. but i think the other half is also seeking um information from other people about your behavior mm. trusted people Tr- yes you took it you took it right yes before trust, I said it. <laughs> yes trusted people trusted people um because sometimes not all the time sometimes we may not be the best um judge of, yeah of our own and we tend to be either too easy on ourselves or way too hard on ourselves yes. mm-hmm. so you need something to kind of give you that middle ground yeah because you are likely a little bit of both but um so i think you need a combination of looking at self and some information from others and and in doing that you have to create a loving relationship with yourself mm-hmm. yeah. and in loving yourself with the good the bad and the ugly because you're not going to be able to separate yourself from yourself no <laughs> i mean you can but then that's another diagnosis that we're not gonna go into mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i agree uh you know i think also challenging thought patterns challenging mm-hmm. um behaviors you know making mm-hmm. conscious intentional decisions to behave differently speak differently think differently mm-hmm. um identify feelings you know dive deep into okay is this a uh, primary feeling a secondary feeling a tertiary feeling mm-hmm. um you know it's a lot of 
mental gymnastics. Yeah. And not being afraid of that because a lot of times we understand that it's one hard work and we don't like to change. So that's a second part of the hard work. And then we don't want to admit to ourselves for whatever reason that we feel whatever kind of way we feel. Mm -hmm. And those three things in itself have to be implemented in your everyday walk, because if not, then you're not allowing yourself to be authentic on on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give yourself permission to be complex. Mm -hmm. You are not going to be all good or all bad. You are going to do both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how, um, quote unquote good good you think you are you are going to hurt somebody at some point you're going to take advantage of someone at some point you know you are multiple things uh which is okay Mm -hmm. it's how you repair and how you change your behavior going forward and then don't allow the guilt of whatever wrong you've done keep you stuck i think people I, i say utilize but people utilize guilt in the worst way because we uh, we Mm -hmm. use it when we feel guilty we get stuck instead of allowing guilt to push us forward to doing something different yeah Mm -hmm. i think another thing to do is to ask yourself how does this serve me for the greater good of who i'm trying to become Mm -hmm. and when you keep that kind of perspective it allows you to have that accountability that i was talking about earlier and it continues to get you to become your best self on a constant basis instead of it being like um okay well I'm just doing this because society tells me this is what I'm supposed to do or I'm just doing this because my mama told me no it's like okay you're being intentional about how you're showing up like we said earlier there's nothing wrong with having a representative but you need to make sure that the representative is healthy for you and works for the greater good of you Mm -hmm. if I was much more well-versed um, in Jungian um, mm-hmm. theory, this would be a great, mm-hmm. mm, and this would not, wouldn't even be a psych 101. This would be like, we're about to have a whole separate session about it right now. But, you know, this is because he talks a lot about the uh, identity of self mm-hmm. and how to. Carl um, Jung, FYI, y'all. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, Carl Jung. Uh, not Jung like Y-O-U-N-G. It's J-U-N-G. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think it's Jung, actually, isn't it? car young union union mm-hmm. um we we texans and tennesseans so we'd be struggling <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um but j-u-n-g uh so he does talk a lot about you know the identity of self and how that's created mm-hmm. so i think that would be uh especially for our intern that asked for more theoretical kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah. um i think that would be a good probably a good branch off so if that is something that y'all are interested in please let us know if you want to kind of us to dive into a theory that's related to self and relationships and you know kind of we can bridge those things together y'all let us know in the comments because we would be you know able to and interested in doing something like that for y'all if Mm -hmm. you want it but since we don't want to bore y'all. Right. That's right. Not <laughs> psychology. We're interested in psychology. Right. Y'all may not be interested in the psychology. Y'all may just be interested in the different topics that we. Right. <laughs> and the applicable side of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So y'all let us know. Okay. So we typically end all of our sessions off with a quote. And this one uh, this week is brought to you by Jane Monica Jones. Ironically, when we own the shadow aspects of ourselves 
and put down our masks, this is when we become truly lovable. So okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.